Welcome to another episode of Two Crones in a Book, where your host Shell and Annette get together to talk book-related stuff. This could be a review of a book, watch-along of movies based on books, or general ramblings. But be warned, each episode, including this one, contains adult language and spoilers. Consider yourself thoroughly warned, and welcome to our chaotic tea party. Hi everyone, uh, welcome to another episode of Two Crones in a Book. I'm your host, Annette. And I'm Shell. Hello, and this week we uh, have been reading The Cunning Folk by Adam Neville. Um, should we do a bit of a plot summary to this before we dive in? Yeah, do you want me to read the summary? Yeah, you go the for synopsis. it. Uh, so the synopsis is, money's tight and their new home is a fixer-upper. Deep in rural southwest England, with an ancient wood at the foot of the garden, Tom and his family are miles from anywhere and anyone familiar. His wife, Fiona, was never convinced that buying the money pit at auction was a good idea, not least because the previous owner committed suicide, though no one can explain why. Within days of crossing the threshold, when hostilities break out with the elderly couple next door, Tom's dreams of future contentment are threatened by an escalating tit-for-tat campaign of petty damage and disruption. Increasingly isolated and tormented, Tom risks losing his home, everyone dear to him and his mind, because surely only the mad would suspect the oddballs across the hedgerow command unearthly powers. A malicious magic, even older than the eerie wood in the strange burrow they're in, a hallowed realm for where he suspects his neighbours draw a hideous power okay so there's our synopsis michelle what did you think of (laughs) the cunning folk so it was 336 pages (laughs) yeah of my life i'm never going to get back oh (laughs) (laughs) It, it was all right it was i was uninvested um and it took a long time to get going yeah and then it was just sprinkles of the bazaar i finished it yeah you (laughs) (laughs) me not so much finished it (laughs) ah there was some radio silence and i normally although we don't discuss the contents we normally get a ready (laughs) (laughs) uh michelle i i really really did not like this book to the point, <laughs> I could almost say I I kind of hated this book. <laughs> I don't want to be rude to any because I know from looking at the reviews that people absolutely love this, but for it was just not for me. Yeah, I mean, out of on Goodreads, UK Goodreads, seven hundred and forty-five ratings, it's coming in at four and a half stars. I mean, maybe we're missing something there, but. Well, I don't know what, because I finished it. (laughs) Do you know, I think for me, I don't know if it was in the listening, uh, having it on audio. I didn't feel like I was listening to a story. I felt like I was being explained a story. It did feel a little bit like mansplaining, didn't it? It It's like, is this like, it's like it's not in... Things are happening in like a present tense, but it's not being explained in a present tense. It just felt off kilter. It really did. It felt almost like, did you want this to be a script at some point? Yeah, I I was so disappointed because when I got the the paper version, the paperback version, and the cover art is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, stunning. 
yeah, it had, it was one of them books that you pick up and you think, oh, this feels nice. You know, yeah. that was a nice weight. The pages were so thick that you had to focus to turn them, which did irritate me a little oh, bit, actually. Right. You know, it was a bit like trying to turn card. It's not thick as card, but it was such good quality paper. Mm, mm. It, you know, and when you're trying to read through, especially when you're trying to read something quickly, I did find that was a little bit of a niggle. Not that that's relevant to the, the book. Um, yeah. But no, I'm I'm with you. And then I don't know how far you got into the book. And we, we would follow our normal format. So we will give yeah. the, the spoiler, full spoiler alert before we go into that. Yeah. But I did find that I got to a point and then there was just bizarre stuff happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not bizarre as in creepy, twisted. It was just... Bizarre. What I what I'll say is, what I rem- <laughs> in primary school, I remember being so excited to have written a, a complete story. Yeah. I thought that's it. I'm the bee's knees. I'm going to show it to my teacher to show off. This wasn't even like for a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> I'm amazing. She's going to read and think it's the best. And it was. And she looked at it and she said, "There's no story here. This is just like." a conversation you're not saying who says what who did what <laughs> it's just it's that train of thought just going onto paper of how yeah. you imagine a conversation and thinking right I've done a book that's kind of how this felt to me but it had all the right ingredients everything you know. was there <laughs> Yeah, you've got this creepy old couple next door. You've got a creepy wood at the back. And there was a point in the book where I thought, all oh, this is going to pick up. Yeah. Um, and then by the time it picked up, I kind of didn't care. Yeah, kind of checked out. Yeah, and it was... I, I wanted... I was expecting some twists and turns. So when I started it, I was quite... And I was paying attention... Um, I'll, I'll go through some of the bits after the, the spoiler alert, but I, I was I was thinking, I can tell you this one. This one's quite early on in the book. It was about page sixty-one. So they've got a little girl um, called Gracie, and she goes into the woods, uh, and this this the old couple next door appears, um, and they're saying to, they're looking over her shoulder when they're talking to her because she's in this, this creepy section, and they're saying to her, you know, um, you shouldn't be here and you shouldn't talk to her, but there's no one else there. It's just the, the two old people and, and that. And they're looking over the kid's shoulder. And at that point, quite early in the book, they'd already had a confrontation uh, from a neighbour point of view with the kid's parents. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, OK, are they actually going to turn out to be goodies yeah. or guardians that are, 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 are going to be protectors? Let's just say a lot of the theories that I had didn't pan out. Oh, no. <laughs> just when you think, oh, well, this could be a good twist or a good turn. It's like, no, they didn't go there. Yeah. Was it yeah. Was it, Was it? it like going to watch the village at the cinema, Michelle? It was like going to watch the fucking village at the cinema. Yes, it was. Never... It was like, why? Why am I here? I'll never forget that as long as I live. This turns out that every modern times, I'm going <laughs> to fucking kick off. <laughs> Yeah, it was a little bit like that. (laughs) There was no, um, it it was a very straight, the plot was a very straight line with with quite predictable turns. When you, to the point where I thought when I was reading it, you know, 
well, that that can't be that obvious. You know, like you think, no, it can't be that obvious. So that maybe it'll be this. <laughs> yeah. You know, and no, it wasn't. It was that obvious. Oh, God, right. I think we need to get into some spoilers. So before we ship to the spoiler floor, for me, it was a mediocre if I had nothing else to do and I was stranded at a bus stop. I would read it to pass the time, but I wouldn't recommend it as something for everybody to run out and get you in it. Um, if I came across somebody I couldn't stand, I would, <laughs> I, I, I would highly recommend this book to them. <laughs> so it's a, a meh from me and a no, no. from you. <laughs> Full <Okay>. no. <laughs> right, well, what we'll do then is we... Ladies and gentlemen and lovely listeners, is we will now go into details of the books. We'll find uh, the book. We'll find out how far Annette actually read. Um, <laughs> but you can't wait to find out. <laughs> whether I endured to the end for no reason at all. Um, <laughs> um, Cue the spoiler floor. Um, if you are going to read the book and you don't want any spoilers, as predictable as they may be, um, now is the time to pause and revisit later. However, if you want to sound like you've read this book and you want to hear what we think, listen on. Cue the spoiler floor. Let's go. Next stop, the spoiler floor. Okay, Michelle. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think I think it was about thirteen. Chapter thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> You're having a laugh, aren't you? What page was that? That's not even a quarter of the way through, is it? <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> Honest to God, I spent the entire time scowling when I was listening to this. <laughs> I think it's worth noting that this was your recommendation. I know. You ought to frequently throw at me the Jonah. So, you know, I'm going to now go to you. Is it a cunning face? <laughs> Is it a cunning Jonah? <laughs> That'll be our new alert. <laughs> cunning Jonah alert. Oh, no. Oh, my God, Michelle. I can't. I, I couldn't. I I can't stand the way this man was writing. It The dialogue and the... Yeah. Uh, the like I said before, it, it was it was like being explained to me. I was like, you're not telling me a story. You're explaining what Felt you like want to write. Oh, yeah. it was horrible. And never in my life have I wanted to kick a child so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I couldn't stand that child. Oh, if I was, Even in the beginning, it was like, if I was in the car with that thing, I would kick her the, out of that car. <laughs> <laughs> well... Perhaps you weren't supposed to like her because something awful happens to her. Oh, right. Well, that just to make me feel guilty later on then, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I couldn't stand her. And Michelle, am I, am I, am I exaggerating when I was saying six, six chapters in and we still have, we're still describing rooms? That are barren and empty and derelict. We know it's a derelict, half-decorated house oh, that needs a load of work. So, like, oh, we're, talk, we're talking three, three to four chapters of, of different rooms. It was too <laughs> much for my head. <laughs> Well, I mean, to, to anybody who's still listening um, and <laughs> doesn't want to read, <laughs> doesn't want to read the book, but 
has got it down on their book club list or something and wants to be able to blag it. Here's a couple of points for you to chip in about and then go silent. I mean, it's page 61. Did you get to the point where the little girl goes wandering into the woods with the dog? Uh, yes, I think I was, I think I was around... I'm definitely around there, uh, but at that point I was starting to switch off mentally. So the little girl goes for a walk in the woods. She follows this trail. It's a little bit creepy. It smells a bit funny. She comes to this, what looks like a clearing. Uh, it's got a mound of earth on it um, that's clearly, although old, man-made, and what appears to be an altar on it. The old people next door, so she's totally freaked out when she's there, and the old people next door suddenly appear because the kid can hear a voice in her head. Right. Um, a soft woman's voice. And then these old people appear and they go, no, you, you, you shouldn't talk to her and you shouldn't be here on your own. Um, and they're looking over her shoulder, but there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that was the point where I thought, oh, maybe we think that these are a couple of old bastards next door. Yeah. But maybe they're actually there for a reason and they're, they're guardians, you know, like, and they're trying to protect the neighbours and stuff like that. Because you... The previous owner, you get the description. And I thought it was going to be good from that description when it first started and the guy's being forced to walk by himself up a a ladder and, and hang himself. I thought, oh. Yeah, that was you know, quite creepy, be... wasn't it? And it was a good opening in an inn. It had your attention. So anyway, they warn her and, and I thought, you know, oh. But no, that wasn't the case at all. Uh, and then other stuff starts to happen. So, yeah, there's... Oh, do you know, I don't even know where to begin. Even my <laughs> notes are messy. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, when she she goes back out again, so that well, they he they tell her not to go in. The kid runs home crying, tells the dad. The dad then takes it upon himself to Tom to go next door, uh, and says to the people next door, you know, you you don't tell my child what to do, don't reprimand my child. So there's an escalation even further. The kid at some point in the book kind of all blurs into one, goes back, and she goes back with the dog to the mound because the voice calls her back. Um, and they're all dreaming about this mound as well. Mm. So the kid goes back and there's a fox nailed and hung to the, the tree. Uh, and then there's these these trippy figures. One looks like a, a cow, a bo- not a boar. Uh, and one looks like a hare and they're walking backwards around this mound. Yeah. Uh, and then there's something jumping in the trees. And she leaves her little toy there and she goes running home and she's scared and she's whiny and she makes daddy go back and get it in the middle of the night. And daddy finds the fox and then he thinks those creepy old bastards are trying to keep her out of the, the woods and they're doing trippy shit. Um, the dog was with her on the second time that she goes out uh, and the dog is growling and barking and everything. Um, and then the dog, she le- she's so frightened, she runs away and leaves the dog. And then the dog comes home and the dog's not right mm. and then the dog dies. No, don't do dog death. Oh, spoilers. Uh, trigger yeah. warning, people. Sorry, dog death features in this. <laughs> I'd know if um, I'd read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and the dog dies, and that escalates him again. There's an incident. He's, he's obsessed with his drive. Everybody keeps parking across his drive and going to see the old people next door, and they meet them at the gate, and they do weird shit. Like, they, they kiss their... The people who come to visit kiss their hand uh, and hand over money. One day, this bloke comes, and later on in the book, you find out that he's trying to fight them with magical forces because he's a magical, clairvoyant, protective person. Um, and they've been doing everybody else out of business. God, this book was so fucking boring. Um... <laughs> 
some other bits time before the dog dies the dog dig dug a couple of holes in the garden um and there was some lead tablets you later find out in the book when tom takes these to this other magical guy can't remember his name um that they are cursed cursed stones so they're all about putting the curse in the house yeah and on the grounds of the house he charges tom a fortune to clear it so to start off with you think all oh, right he's just doing a nice thing and he hates them and he doesn't because he's he's charging um, Tom money for it that he doesn't have. The whole time his wife thinks he's going nuts and is starting to really lose her temper with him. They managed to come in the house one night. Um, yeah, I do know. I can't. I don't even. It's so bad. I don't even have the energy to go through these notes. It's about three or four pages, and I just no, I don't. Want no, to. don't. No. Um, the, Gist of it is, the highlights are, um, it escalates. His wife thinks that he's, he's losing his mind. She's the only one working. He's not. There's a bit of resentment building around that because he's talked her into buying this. He goes out and practically declares war on the people next door by cutting their hedges down. Then he sees them dancing and they're all in the middle of the night and they, they lay out shrouds for the trees, hedge things that he's cut down. And things really get bad from there. They end up killing the magical bloke that was um, supposed to be helping him mm-hmm. they go and cut his head off or something oh, nice. um before just before that happens uh the magical bloke says to tom you've got to find the artifacts in your house because that's how they're getting in because they're now getting in because they do morph into a boar and a hare yes i remember that at the, at the beginning um the daughter mentions that she saw yeah. the the was it the rabbit man or something like that mm. And it's not just costumes. They do find out later in the book. They do actually physically begin to to, to morph. Yeah. Um, so he goes into a frenzy and he starts ripping the house apart, looking for these things. And he he finds them. But to find them, he he pulls up the floorboards in the hallway mm-hmm. to find one of the things. And he does. It's a, a horse's skull or something predictable. And um, what happens the next day is the wife gets up and says to him, we're leaving. I'm going to my mum's. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden there's a scream from the kid. Um, and what the kid has done is he's left all the floorboards loose and the floorboard comes up and hits her in the head full force. Oh, Yeah. And then you've got this mad dash uh, to the hospital, understandably, because they're in the middle of nowhere. They get to the hospital. The wife gives him a couple of slaps. He becomes utterly engrossed in the fact that he's now got to stop them it's the only way he can break the curse and, and protect his kid he ends up breaking into their house shooting them uh works his way back to the mound place and the thing in the mound says let me go but the old people next door before they died were saying to me don't know what you're dabbling with mm. um but anyway he goes and releases it then he's in a nut house uh he, he's he's sectioned and put in a, an institution Oh, this is all very predictable, isn't it? Doesn't it just feel predictable it along the way? It does. It really does. Um, and then uh, someone comes to visit him. They had previously seen visiting the, the people next door um, while he's, he's in this institution and says, you know, you're, you're really lucky that you're on this. They're, you're in their good books and they'll give you anything that you want. Um, and this bizarre scene takes place where... She pricks her finger, makes him drink it and says, you know, don't worry, no one can see. And everybody around him can't see, like the guard cannot see or hear anything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And then he he takes the blood and then he, he she says to him, you know, now suckle. And, and he looks under the table and she's got a nipple in her leg. Ew. Yeah, really bizarre. And she's like, you know, feed. And then he becomes a mouse and he goes, he goes back to his cell 
Right. <laughs> he goes back to his cell and he's making this paper mache mouse, very similar to the hair and the boar ones that they, they had, yeah. that they used to use to, to morph. And he wears it and he starts walking backwards in his, his cell, chanting something. And then he suddenly begins to to transport and morph. He turns into the mouse, uh, like the hairs did, so it's still humanoid, into the daughter's bedroom. Because the daughter does survive, but she loses an eye. Right. Um, and it kind of finishes with the daughter going, hello, daddy, in the middle of the night in a room. Um, and that was kind of the gist of it. And I'm sorry, there's a lot more notes, but I just, just can't. <laughs> I can't relive it. No. I'm just <clears throat> flicking. Is there anything? Yeah. You know, it sounds to me like one of that could have easily been like an episode of Roald Dahl's Tales of the Unexpected, but one of the ones you wouldn't have been that bothered about remembering. That's it. There was no clever twist. You know, they they were naughty. He was a whiny bastard. Yeah. And I I think what didn't help is he wasn't a likable character. No. There was nothing about him I liked from the beginning. You need to have some sort of feature about a character don't you just to, to invest there has to be someone that you give a crap about and I, I mean obviously from the very short amount I read there was no one there that I could give a crap about you didn't get enough about the wife to, to have any kind of opinion about her because she she was like on the peripheral yeah you, you know the people next door were like I don't know they were like salt and pepper to, to, to a meal you know yeah. they were extras that were dabbled on for the purpose of his story and it, there was some bizarre bits thrown in like he's looking out of the window because he becomes proper obsessed with neighbours um, and at one point he's looking out the window and someone comes up and hands an envelope of money over it turns out that the people next door are cursing people and then charging them to remove the curse right and this person literally gets on their hands and knees and kisses the arse next door the other woman, the woman next door's yeah. ass. And you know when you're like, I, I don't get it. No. Don't get it. No. No, no, no. Sorry. And the god wasn't named or linked to any kind of culture or folklore other than they were in a forest and that could be anything, couldn't it? You know, like, it, there was... Well. They were old. You know, well, yeah. A lot of them are. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is it's just it, it's very much someone who's seen a lot of tv shows or movies or read books based around this kind of thing and i'm it sounds horrible to say but thinks that they can write something like that yeah has he written anything else? is it i don't even know if it's a he or a she i believe it's a him oh adam adam neville yes yeah. but um, um I, I cannot see how this was lengthened to a 12-hour listen and was it 300 and odd pages and it felt it but yeah if it, it but from the sounds of it like how you said like the quality of the 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 book itself and the amount was gorgeous it's like fits it feels like so much was invested in this he wrote the ritual right i haven't read that but i know they turned it into a film oh that's is that oh no is that the one no one gets out alive the lost girl he's written a lot yeah I haven't read any of them. No. I don't know. Maybe oh, we should no, give another one a go. I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering if this is a Jonah turnout. So, I, you know, James Herbert, for me, I think he's he's done some amazing stuff. You hadn't dabbled with him, no. and Jonah was the first one for you, and you thought, you know, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> 
And and now I'm trying to convince you that no, actually, you know, James Herbert has got some really good stuff. <laughs> well, by the um, way, if you are new to the podcast, please go back and to listen to the episode of the Jonah because I think it's one of the <laughs> funniest fucking episodes we've ever made. <laughs> But don't be put off with James Herbert. No, I hate the book, um, <laughs> but I love the episode. <laughs> but you know, again, as I do in that episode, I could reel off a load of amazing good stuff that James Herbert did. But because your initial introduction to him was the Jonah, yeah. that's now what you associate with him. So, I'm, yeah, I'm wondering if we should try something else. I might actually off-grid just to... Yeah, treat- we can always, like, private discuss that or discuss about it. Or if anybody out there has actually read any of his stuff, Adam Neville's, please get in touch. Let us know. Is it worth us giving him another try? There's a lot on here and he's got steadily good reviews. Right. All four star or higher. Right. No, I think mm. we're gonna we're gonna have to I mean I've got I've got some credits back from uh, certain returned books. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jonah. <laughs> I, I might I might get another one somewhere along the line. Yeah. Along the line. Along yeah. the, I'm in no rush. We've got plenty of others to cover for the rest of uh, the year. So. The year. I mean, an example would be The Corset. Now, The Corset was oh. a big old book, wasn't it? You know, yeah. like, I read The Corset in half the time I read this. Oh, God, yeah. Like, the, I, I, I don't know how, what was the hours on it. This one was 12. The Corset. The corset was uh, eleven hours fifty-three, so like not much difference. But I breezed through that book, and this one, I think you kept prodding me for about a week. Any <laughs> <laughs> hey, <you> further? <laughs> uh, it got to the point I was download re-listening to podcasts that I hadn't listened to in like five years. <laughs> Any reason not to carry on with the book? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a 100% no from me. And I wanted it to be good because I love British horror. And, you know, a British word is nice and creepy. And folk stories uh, from the British Isles are, are fantastic. Yeah. I mean, but it was, yeah, it, it was, no, you're right. It was everything, all the elements were there. It looked good. It sounded good. Mm. Uh, if we'd known, prolific writer as well. <laughs> but yeah. it just didn't happen i'm sorry to say well on that sad note we'll we'll move on we're sorry god and i'm sorry that i couldn't even bring myself to go through the notes i'm just i can't i can't relive it i'm sorry <laughs> it was a meh but i don't want to do it again no been there done that not buying the t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> um so what we are doing next is a ramble yes oh annette this is a bit of you so our next ramble is the best book covers of all time nice Oh, that's going to be your bag, isn't it? I'm like a bit of that. You know me, I'm all, I'm all about how it looks. <laughs> <laughs> no substance. Um, and after that, our next review will be uh, The Watchers. Uh, so the next one that we're, we're going to review is The Watchers. And that's really new to Audible. It's by A.M. Shine. It's a debut novel. Uh, it's Irish. Oh, we should have some creep in that. We love a we love a bit of the Irish scary stories. Oh, we do. Um, so the synopsis, if you're interested in it, yeah, please. So the synopsis is: you can't see them, but they can see you. 
The forest isn't charted on any map. Every car breaks down at its tree line. Mina's is no different. Left stranded, she is forced into the dark woodland only to find a woman shouting, urging Mina to run to a concrete bunker. As the door slams behind her, the building is besieged by screams. Mina finds herself in a room with a wall of glass and an electric light that activates at nightfall when the watchers come above ground. These creatures emerge to observe their captive humans and terrible things happen to anyone who doesn't reach the bunker in time. Afraid and trapped amongst strangers, Mina is desperate for answers. Who are the watchers and why are these creatures keeping them imprisoned, keen to watch their every move? A dark claustrophobic weed. Ooh, I likes it. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, we're going back to the woods again. <laughs> well, it can't be any worse, can it? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say there was another book that we were going to do uh, a while ago, which, again, was based in woods, and that one didn't get made. <laughs> yes, I remember that one. That was a, we need to put this to a screeching halt, both of us. Let's vote. <laughs> So, uh, fingers crossed, it's third time lucky for this one. I, well, you know, it's it's although it's a debut novel, it's uh, Irish setting, Irish writer. I mean, look, I'll, you know, it's it's very sentimental to both of us that. Yeah, uh, I'm just having a look at the stats. Only 281 pages. Uh, it was published in October 21. The Audible nine hours 24 minutes. Yep, yeah, that should be out now by the time the episode drops yep yep so by the time Uh, this episode drops will it yeah it'll be out on audible it will be um so yeah so next up is uh best book covers of all time ramble we do love our rambles uh followed by the watchers by am shine um yeah lovely we're doing good well in that case in it i think it's time to run away and have tea and cake yeah (laughs) and whatever you do kids stay out of the woods (laughs) see you later bye thank you for listening to this episode of two crones and a book if you would like to contact the show you can email us at two crones podcast at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on social media for episode content and more you can find us on twitter at two crones pod and on instagram at two crones and a book also join our Facebook group at Two Crones and a Book. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the show on your podcast listening app of choice. Take care now and we'll see you next time. Bye.